Testing, testing. No. Testing, testing. Not on. Going back. My feet were made for walking. <laughs> That's just what I do. Testing, 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 no. I don't know why I'm not on. Testing, do you hear me now? Am I on? Wonderful. I figured it out. Feels a little cold. It wasn't cold earlier, was it? Well, happy Tuesday. Uh, you can put a sweater on. Yeah, you're right. It does feel a little bit cold right now. Yeah. Uh, I need a Bible. Let's see. Let's use this one. Let's use this one. I have my message Bible, but... Happy Tuesday. All right. So I am, I taught a message on Wednesday night about developing a hearing ear to hear the Lord. And I'm just going to go a little bit further with that on guide to a hearing ear. Um, let's see. And we're going to read Psalm 29. But before we do that, um, let's just pray for Pastor Lorraine. Uh, she called this morning and she had woke up and she's got like the sniffles going on, doesn't, you know, kind of a cold. So we want to pray for her. Um, so, Father, we just right now, Lord, we come into your presence. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given to us, Lord. We thank you, Father, that your mercies are new every morning towards your people, Father. And, Father, we just hold Pastor Lorraine into your hands right now, God. We thank you, Father, that she's fearfully and wonderfully made in every way. And, Lord, if this is a virus, we come against it, and we, and we command it to dry up in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your strength for her, God, even right now at this very moment in time. God, there's no distance in your spirit. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you, Father God, for her, Lord. We thank you for strength and power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to, I'm just going to kind of like pick up where I was on Wednesday. So if you weren't here Wednesday, you can get the copy of that CD if you want. Um, but this actually comes out of one of Pastor Dave's teaching manuals, which is a powerful manual. And it's, um, he did it back in 2008, a long time ago. Um, and so I took some of my notes from there. I love Pastor Dave's material that he has. So if you've never read one of his manuals, it would be a great start to start reading some of them because they're powerful. But this is a guide to a hearing ear. And we're going to go through, in this lesson, we're going to go through the first nine verses. So I'm going to read them to you. Um, and he sa says, the Psalm of David, and it says, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. 
The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf um, and in Syria and Syrian and like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer to give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says glory. Well, that's a pretty powerful voice, isn't it? <laughs> the voice of the Lord. Yeah. How many ever heard the voice of the Lord? Yeah. And so Wednesday night, we talked about the developing ear to develop yourself to hear the voice of the Lord. And this is just Psalm 29 is beautiful because it's just a guide, gives us some just basic principles on how to really hear the Lord. So I'm going to go through this. I'm going to read some out of the Passion Translation to you today. So the first three verses, number one, the first three verses deal with give unto the Lord. And so your first fill in here, the Spirit's cry is to worship the Lord. So if you want to have a hearing ear, be a worshiper. <laughs> and I can guarantee you, if you'll find that place to be alone with the Lord, and I shared this with another lady who came into the healing rooms this morning. Um, she kind of shared that she's just kind of like a downtime. Um, and, you know, when we get, we get in those places, how many know we get in those places like, Lord, I don't hear you, <laughs> you know? And so, and we're, we get frustrated because we're in, the, we're in the moment and we're being pressed on every side. And yet we want to hear from God, but we don't want it to be our heart or our soul. So I would, I would encourage you because the Spirit's cry is to worship the Lord. So if you'll just find yourself in a place where you can shut everything out and just begin to sit before the Lord and just begin to worship him. And I'll tell you, in my experiences that whenever I shut myself down and I get into the presence of the Lord and I get soaking in God's presence and I'm worshiping him, then all of a sudden he comes into my midst and he begins to minister to me it like it reverses <laughs> you know and so then when he's ministering to me I'm crying most of the time when this happens I begin to weep and cry but this is where I hear him and I come out of that quiet time filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and so that's the worship's cry so a guide to hear is become a worshiper worship Jesus the Bible says he's calling those to worship him in spirit and in truth all right, so, okay, so number one, the first three verses deal with give unto the Lord. The Spirit's cry is to worship the Lord. And we see what happens in verses three and nine. We hear the voice, and I just want to read you that again in verse three. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is filled with majesty. So the moment we give way to worship the Lord, that voice comes to us, and it's filled. It's not filled with condemnation. It's not filled with fear, but it's filled with the thunderous roars of heaven. It's filled with God's majesty and his glory when he comes to begin to speak to you. All right, so Acts 13, 1 and 3, this, this is a scripture that Pastor Dave had in there, and it talks about how um, at the church of Antioch, how they separated themselves and prayed and fasted, and they set apart um, after they worshiped the Lord and followed the leading of the Holy Spirit, they set apart Boniface and Saul for the work of the Holy Spirit. So 
direction comes when we begin to worship the Lord. You know, you come you come out feeling refreshed, but then all of a sudden you have this peace on the inside of you, and you just follow the direction of the Holy Spirit. He be, he becomes your guide. Okay. So number two, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. Um, in verse three, it speaks of God washing us with His Word. As we commune with God and drink of his spirit, his voice will come. And so this happens too. So when we're in the presence of the Lord and we're meditating on his word, the word comes many times and cleanses us. How many's ever read the word and got convicted? <laughs> How many's ever read the word again and got convicted? <laughs> yeah, so it happens all the time. You know, in my life it does. So if I'm going through a particular something, I'll go to the word trying to find an answer in the word and I find myself being rebuked in the word, you know, being corrected, being washed by the word of God, coming in and refreshing me and washing me and showing me it's this way, Kimberly. It's not the way you think, but it's the way I say, you know. So God's thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts and his ways are so much higher than our ways, right? So he knows the direction that we need to go in. So we just need to get, get to that place where we allow him to bring that cleansing and that refreshing to us. You know, I told you the testimony once about my neighbor, my Puerto Rican friend. And uh, I call her my Puerto Rican friend now, but I couldn't call her my Puerto Rican friend back then. And I literally steered 100 miles away from this lady. So I knew she didn't like me. And I knew, you know, I'd, and I wouldn't go near her because she was twice my size. And she was from New York and, you know, the city of New York. And I wasn't going to mess with this lady, right? was not going to mess with her because she just punched me right out. And I was like a whole, whole probably 115 pounds at the time. And so I steered away from her and I had all these feelings in, in my heart toward her. Like, you know, I couldn't believe she acted that way. I couldn't believe she let her kids play outside like that, like she did. And I just, I had, a, I had an attitude, right? And I was a Christian. And one day I'm in my house and I'm just minding my own business, seeking the Lord. And then he tells me to give to her. I thought I was hearing somebody else talk to me. I thought that was the devil. Had to surely be the devil telling me to give to her because I had no inclination in my heart to ever want to give to this woman. And so he said, no, Kimberly, he said, I need for you to give to her and you will see her salvation if you'll do this. And so I had to get out of myself. The washing of the water of the word began to come and began to cleanse me and began to set my feet in the right direction, right? So as I began to give to her, I didn't know anything about this woman, except she didn't speak my language. She was Puerto Rican. And uh, her kids were, her two boys, I think, were about my son Bobby's age, or Bobby was in between them. Um, and she was pregnant. So she was pregnant. So she had two boys and a girl, and she was pregnant for another baby. And so, okay, I can give her some maternity clothes. That's what I'll do. <laughs> you know, so I went through some of uh, Tasha's maternity clothes and, um, and baby clothes, and I went down and knocked at her door with a bag of clothes. Now, we lived on the military base, so we were kind of like all in the same building. She was a couple doors down from me. And um, so I went and I knocked at her door. And I, when I'm knocking at her door, my heart is palpitating. I didn't know what I was going to say to her because she doesn't like me. And so um, she answers the door. I, well, no, I'm getting ready to walk away. But then she answers the door. And then I said, oh, hey, Yvonne. I said, um, congratulations. I heard that you were pregnant. I just had some extra clothes and some things if you, if you want them. And so she took them from me. I said, thank you. I walked away. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, and then I thought it was over. You know, okay, God, I gave to her. But no, it didn't end there because God was dealing with my heart. He was washing me by the water of his word. And so he was still dealing with my heart because my heart wasn't completely 100% right toward this woman. And so um, then when I would bake, he'd say, take cookies down. When I had extra stuff from dinner, take it down. When I saw her kids outside, they can come in the backyard and play, you know. And so all of that culminated into 
um, one day I didn't see her anymore. And I wondered, where did she go? I hadn't, hadn't seen her. didn't know what happened. Maybe she had her baby early. I saw her husband was back home. He had been deployed. And I saw that he had arrived back home. But I didn't know anything else that was going on. So a couple of weeks had gone by, and I hadn't seen this woman. And so it was, on, it was in the afternoon, and I was heading outside my backyard. And when I went out into the backyard, um, you can kind of like look down, and you can see all the backyards when you come out of the housing area that I lived in. And so I came out, and I saw her and her husband. And they were outside laying in the sun, or it looked like they were getting the sun tan, laying outside. And she sees me, and she says, oh, Kim. She says, you wouldn't happen to have a bottle of suntan lotion, would you? Oh, yeah, I got a bottle of suntan lotion. So I just go in the house to get a bottle of suntan lotion. Then I know she wants a bottle of suntan lotion. Okay, I got that. And I went and got the suntan lotion. And I come back out, and I'm walking down my yard. She's at my gate now, waiting for me. And I get to the gate to hand her copper tone suntan lotion, get the hand it to her, and she breaks down and starts to cry. Can I talk to you for a minute? I said, oh, sure, absolutely, come on. So you want to go in and sit down? And she said, yeah, okay. So I bring her in, not knowing what the Lord was going to do, but I could feel the presence of the Lord as I was walking with her. Brought her in, sat her down, and she told me that she had been in, a, in an institution. They were Christians. She had a breakdown. And um, I think they believe like you, she said. I said, oh. I said, do they believe in Jesus? And she said, yeah, they believe like you believe. I said, oh. I said, uh, did they uh, pray with you for salvation? And she said, no. She said, they didn't. I said, so you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior? She said, no. I said, well, we can start right there today. And so right there in my living room, she gave herself to Jesus right there. Two weeks later, she's filled with the Holy Ghost. And she's more crazier than me in the church. She comes with her tambourine, and she comes shouting and praising God. Her whole family gets saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. And to this day, they're still serving Jesus. The washing of the water of the word will bring correction to you, and it will set you in the right direction that you need to go on. I would have never saw her salvation. God had to come deal with my heart first. Amen. All right, so that's, that's what happens when we allow the Lord to come and wash us. So as we commune with God and drink of his spirit, his voice will come to us. Ephesians 5.26 says he, that he might sanctify and cleanse her, the church, with the washing of the water by the word. And then John 7.38 7, says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So you could see in that picture, you could see her heart was softening as I was going to her. Not only my heart was being washed, but her heart was being washed. So God was doing something on the inside of her toward me as well. The word of God is like it thunders and it separates. It separates everything from the, from the bones and the marrow, separates everything so that God can come in and have his perfect will and work in our life. So number three, the Lord's voice is so powerful, it reveals what's inside of the heart, the real motives. The voice of the Lord is so powerful. And I just want to uh, read to you in Hebrews. Let me see. Hebrews uh, 4 and 12. And I want to read this, what it says in the Passion Translation. It says, um, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit and bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of the heart. There is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God, for nothing that we do remains secret. And so you could see the Lord was revealing the secrets of her heart and my heart in that story, both of us. And nothing created is concealed, but everything is exposed and defenseless before his eyes, to whom we must render an account. And I just want to read you what the Aramaic translation says here. It says, 
the aromatic can be translated all effective. There is a hint here of the spinning sword of fire held by the angel guarding the way of the tree of life. To come and eat its fruit, you must pass through the mighty sword of fire. The context implies we must pass through the fire sword on our way into the Holy of Holies, where the, when the veil was split in two, and the cherubim embroidered the veil and it parted, as it, as it were, to allow every worshiper to enter into the unveiled presence of God. God speaks his word, then we in agreement also speak his word, and it becomes like a two-mouthed sword. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? All right, so the word of God is powerful, and it, it comes and gets into the innermost being of our hearts. Uh, number four, the Lord's voice is full of majesty. And I love pa what Pastor Dave says here. He says his voice is kingly, his voice is commanding, and his voice is different. So much power comes through anointed preaching and teaching. So you can recognize that when you're in anointed preaching and you're in an anointed teaching. You can recognize when the anointing of God comes onto the teaching and preaching. Okay, so Hebrews uh, 1.3 says, Who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And I love this in the Passion Translation too. Let me read it to you. In verse 3, it says in Hebrews 1, it says, The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature and image. And he holds the universe together and expands it by his mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sins and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. <laughs> he is our high priest. Hallelujah. Hebrews 8.1, now this is the main point of things that we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty on high. And Psalm 29 is a guide for us to hear that majesty, to hear him speak to you and I. Number five, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. And Pastor Dave states here too, he says that this speaks of the ability to break our heart. So he comes in because sometimes there's hidden things in our heart. There's things there that we don't even, we're not even aware that are in our heart. And like me on that day, I wasn't really aware that I had so much yuck, yuck in my heart for this woman who didn't like me parking in front of her house. She, she accused me one time of being a Jehovah Witness. I probably told you that too. So she thought I was a Jehovah Witness, and she was going around the neighborhood trying to find out the name of, the, of where I went to worship because she was going to call them up and tell them that there was a hypocrite in their, in their congregation because I celebrated Christmas. So I had decorations out, you know, and the deer and the angels and all that out of my house, you know, and she was... <laughs> yeah, and so she was going to go report me to my church, you know. Oh, and I went to Fayetteville Community Church, which is very charismatic, you know. But she thought that I was a Jehovah Witness, and she was ready to, to put me to the authorities and call me a blasphemer or whatever, you know. Um, but anyway, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars and gives the ability to break the heart. And so I knew all that about this woman. I knew her accusations against me, and I didn't want to give to this woman. She was the last person I wanted to give to. 
But when the Lord began dealing with my heart and my heart began to be open before God, then all that junk that was in my trunk began to to come out. And this has happened to me over the course of my walk with the Lord dozens of times. I could give you story after story on how the Lord has told me to be just that way. And I've seen the power of God move. So he comes in. The Lord's voice is like that cedar. And it breaks our heart up and gets that stoniness out of our heart so that we can become just like him. Jeremiah 23, 29, it says, Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rocks in pieces? So when his word comes, many times it's like a hammer to us, right? And it really wakes us up. So number six, when in a trial, his voice will give you direction. Yes. How many have ever gotten direction in the midst of a trial? Yeah. And how many really have to seek God in the midst of a trial? Yep, we seek the Lord in the midst of a trial because we're looking for his direction. But I'm telling you that if we will humble ourselves before the Lord and become worshipers, God is so anxious to talk to you and I. We have to just get ourselves in that place where we can hear him when he speaks. Verse 7 and 29 says in the Passion, it says, The lightning fire flashes, striking as he speaks. And so that's what happens when God begins to speak. It's like the, the light goes off. The light comes on. It comes on and we now we see a different picture. So when a trial of his voice will come and gives you direction, the voice of the Lord divides the flame of fire. And number seven, in verse eight, the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. This speaks of the desolation of a dry place or even discouragement. So God's voice will bring you out. So I've had plenty of times in my life of discouragement where I thought something and it didn't happen that way. How many have ever been there? Well, you think it's going to happen one way and it doesn't happen that way. And, and then you say to the Lord, well, I didn't pray for that to happen that way. You know, that's not how I was praying, but I, I never expected that it would come this way, you know. I, I think for me sometimes when I, I find myself in that place, it's more me that God's dealing with than the circumstance that I'm in. So um, I've been through a lot of trials in my, in my life. I went through just a, a recent one not long ago, and it was me that God was dealing with. It was my heart on the inside. And so I, I was I discouraged in the midst of the storm? At times I was discouraged. And and then those moments where I was discouraged, I had to find myself wrapped up in Jesus. I had wrapped up in his presence like that eagle. And I had to learn how to soar high above the storm, high above the discouragement that I found myself in because it wasn't what I had prayed for. It happened completely different from how I prayed. And so I had to find myself, Lord, search my heart. Try me. If there's anything evil or wicked on the inside of my heart, I ask you to come and cleanse me and forgive me. I want to hear you when you speak. And I need direction here. I need direction. I need to know what to do and what steps to take. And all through the storm, he guided me step by step. And all through the storm, he provided for me step by step. I didn't lack for a thing during the storm. But I had to get myself focused on the Lord. And I had to understand that when his voice comes, it shakes sometimes the foundation on which we're standing in. Because it's, like it's like a football being thrown out of left field, you know, and it goes over. It didn't quite make it. It made it to the 34-yard line. Didn't make it any further than that. And it just, and you weren't expecting that to happen. And sometimes things like that happen in our life. And discouragement can try to set in. But if we allow the Lord to come in and speak to us, we'll ride above the storm. And nobody around you will even know that you're in that storm. Amen. Okay. 
All right, so the voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. And then verse 8, I'm going to read it again. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. This speaks of desolation or a dry place or even discouragement. God's voice will bring you out. Amen. And in the Passion Translation in verse 8, it says, God reveals himself when he makes fault lines quake, shaking deserts and speaking his voice. So think the heavens and the fault lines literally shake when God really begins to speak to you. Deuteronomy 32.10, it says, He found him in a desert land and in a wasteland and a howling wilderness. He encircled him, he instructed him, and he kept him as the apple of his eye. Say with me, I am the apple of God's eye. Yes, and he will guide you. He'll guide you and lead you. Just allow him to do that. Allow him to guide you and lead you. Amen. Even if it's hard, allow him to do that. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth in verse 9. This speaks of God's creative voice causing new birth or new beginnings, and many times even a new ministry. Uh, let me see. I'm going to read this in, in the Passion. God's mighty voice makes the deer to give birth. He's a thunderbolt voice, lays the forest bare. In his temple, all fall before him with each one shouting, glory, glory, the God of glory. Hallelujah. So new beginnings and new ministry can come. Amen. It speaks of God's creative voice, too. So God's got a really creative sign, really creative side, too. And he wants to be creative in his people. And number nine, in verse nine, it speaks of the voice of the Lord. He strips the forest. This is taking anything away that is not essential. So whatever is not essential, God will strip away if we'll let him. If we'll let him strip away, you know, during the pandemic, you know, you had to be essential in order to travel, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, you're not essential or essential, you know. And if you were essential, you get to go down the highway. If you were essential, you get to go to your church, you know. Oh, but only 10 could be in the building, but you were essential. Um, but anything, anything in our life that is not essential in our life, um, that causes us from doing the most important things with our lives, his voice will strip these things away if we'll let him. Amen. We just have to get to the place where we let him. And I, I think sometimes, um, I'm speaking for myself here, I think sometimes uh, the spirit of pro procrastination comes in. And we say we're going to do these things, and we think about doing these things, and then we don't do those things. And so, and we know God's calling us to do those things, but yet we don't do those things. How many have ever been there? Uh, God wants you to write a book. He wants you to cut a CD. He wants you to go talk to your neighbor. He wants you to go to the bank today, talk to the clerk behind the counter. He wants you to go do these things, but yet we procrastinate at doing these things. And that's the devil. That's like the smoke screen that comes up in front of you. That's the enemy because he wants to stop you from doing those things that are essential to do, that God wants you to do. And then we've got all these non-essential things in our mind, our stinking thinking. I'm not going to do it today. I don't want to be bothered. I'm too tired. I don't feel good. And we make up all kinds of excuses. And the next thing you know, we're, we're allowing procrastination to rule us. Nobody's ever been there. <laughs> I'm going to get to that thing. Like, like if you opened up my computer and got into my Microsoft Word, and I have all these templates in there where I've started to write this book, and they're all, they're all still there. And so I'll go and I'll start to work on it, and then I get pulled away to something else, and then I leave it there. And then I realize, oh, man, I haven't wrote there since March. And here we are, October. What happened from March to October that I didn't write over here that I was supposed to write over there? That's the And I'm speaking to myself. So anything that's not essential in our life, God, if we allow him, he'll come and he'll strip those things away from us so that we can do the things that God has called for us to do, the essential things that he says. <laughs> yes. All right. 
So um, let me read that again. So in verse 9, it speaks of the voice of the Lord strips the forest. This is taking anything away that is not essential, things that stop us from doing the most important things in our life. And his voice will strip those things away from us if we will let him. If This is a guide to hear God. So we're learning to hear and we're developing that hearing ear to hear. So if we'll let God strip those things away, then he'll come and he'll do that. He'll strip it away and you'll find peace and joy as those things begin to fall off. And you'll begin to see the fruits of the Spirit manifesting in your life, long-suffering and patience and gentleness and goodness. All those things will begin to manifest in your life as we allow God to strip those things away that he doesn't want us to have anymore. He doesn't want us to hold on to. And I believe one of those is the spirit of procrastination. So in your in your notes, that's not Philippians. That's the wrong verse there. So if you just want to scribble that verse out, I'm going to give you the correct one. It's Philippians 3, and it's 9 uh, through 13. Let me go there. I had it. I had. I think I had 9 through 13. I had 19 through 13. That's not correct. Okay. So it's actually Philippians 3 and 9 through 13. And it says, My passion is to be consumed with him and not clinging to my own righteousness, based in keeping the written law. My righteousness will be his, based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, for the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. I will be one with him in his suffering, and I'll be one with him in his death. Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I love how the passion translation puts that there. So I admit I haven't acquired it yet. Now, Paul, throwing those things aside. And I'm, but I'm pursuing and I'm running with passion into abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to go to, to run into. So if you're dealing with procrastination or you're dealing with fear or anxiety, as we're running toward Jesus, his purposes and his plans will be fulfilled in our life. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> all right. So that was a guide to a hearing ear. This comes out of Pastor's book. Um, so I would just encourage you to meditate. And like the number, number one said, to become a worshiper. Worship God in truth and in spirit. Find yourself in a place where you can meditate on God's word, come into his presence, and worship him, and then be still. When you're done, just be still and wait for God. And keep going back and waiting. You know, Samuel did that. He kept going back. It was it. Who's that calling me? He thought it was Eli. You know, but he, he finally he laid and he waited. And then the spirit of God hovered over him and began to speak to him. And so he became a powerful prophet for God. So sometimes we just have to still ourselves, just get quiet before the Lord, 
worship him and then just allow his presence to come and begin to speak to us. And it's a, it, it'll be a gentle voice, but it'll be full of thunder, full of power and full of majesty. And you'll know that you know that you know that it's God talking to you. You'll know that God said, go to Walmart today and go to aisle number two. And in there, you're going to see someone, you're going to pray for them, you know, or go to the produce section or go, go to where they have the apples in the, in Lowe's grocery store today, Kimberly. I want you to minister to somebody there. And then somebody comes to the apples and, oh, do you know that you are the apple of God's eye? I mean, God can use you anywhere if we listen, and he'll guide us and direct our steps if we allow him to be our guide. Amen. I love you guys. Bless you. Bless you today. Pastor David, do you want to come pray for some people? Yeah, come on. Good work, Kim. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She always has a good word, amen? Beautiful. Uh, anybody need prayer? Come on. If, if, you, if you're good, you're good. Hey, lady. Father, we just thank you for your dear sister, Lord. We just thank you for the anointing you've got upon her. This thing that's in her head, Lord, just clear it out. Let the wind of your Holy Spirit just blow upon her, Lord, right now. Clear out, clear out fuzzy thinking. Clear out heaviness where, where the enemy would try to put heaviness on you. Uh, get you concerned about different things. We come against that. We command it to go in the name and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for a new wave of joy to hit her, Lord. You said it is the joy of the Lord that's our strength. And we thank you for that joy coming to her now, Lord. And I just see you walking around the house singing. Yeah. What am I saying? <laughs> you making up the song. Every phrase. Yeah, yeah. Whatever comes into your heart, just let it go, man. Just sing and worship the Lord. Enemy won't want to hang around you then. Amen. Praise God. Beautiful. I will find singing. All right. Praise the Lord. Hey, girl. I'm guilty by association with ministries that may have gotten through 
it is this cat that one. Have you ridden this cat? I did. I can mount you all okay. the time. Whatever it is in the past, Lord, that perhaps has brought this problem, uh, we know that your blood cleanses us past, present, and future. And uh, nothing can stand against the blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, I, I just I just hear you going around the house singing songs about the blood of Christ. Find songs about the blood of, of Jesus Christ. The blood shall never lose its power under a crown, right? Uh, pick songs that are easy to sing, but have the, that talk about the blood of Christ. And if whatever it is that's bugging you, will want to vamoose because they cannot stand to hear about the blood of Christ, especially coming out of your own mouth. So, Father, we just thank you that you put a song in her heart, Lord. She's going to see breakthrough, yes. and she's going to be able to impart it to others as well. Yes, Lord. Jesus Thank name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Start Amen. singing. Amen. Amen. Make a list Amen. of songs about the blood of Christ. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes, That's your Rx from the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> hey, brother. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. <laughs> you come to get prayer today, huh? I did. I was, uh, you know, I actually was living in uh, Northern Virginia. Okay. Moved down yesterday. Okay. And you listen to God. How did you hear about us, man? I, I just kept on looking through. You know, as a matter of fact, I went to four different churches looking for something open today. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys I'm happened to be here. <laughs> and it happened to be the, the exact thing that I was, you know, I'm looking. I was listening to God. That's yeah. why I came here. Yeah. I came to North Carolina because he told me, you got to well, pick up move. your steps. Yeah. And so I'm just listening, trying to listen as much as possible. And this just hit it right on the head, exactly what I got to do. Beautiful. So, so I just need prayer to keep on listening. Yeah, we just want to keep them blessing over you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, because you're going to be able to impart that to others too. Yeah. Thank What's you your first name? Dave. Dave. Oh, what a great name! <laughs> what a great name, Pastor Dave. What a great, great name. name. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name too. <laughs> One more, we got a trivia, all right? There you go. Oh. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you for David, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for his heart. Yes, He's got a large heart, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uh, I know you've been hurt in times past by a lot of folks, but the love of Jesus just overcomes you. Every hurt, every problem. Uh, and, and the Lord said, you know, he's, he's going to visit you with a brand new anointing of his love. This is going to overwhelm you. You find yourself crying and laughing at the same time. And uh, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes, Lord. And uh, it was not an accident that brought you here. Mm. Just you, like Lord. was said by one of them earlier, the steps of the Lord are ordered. And your steps have been ordered yes, by Lord. the Lord. Yes, Lord. He's brought you here. And uh, he's got a lot thank more you, to Lord. just pour into you in the days ahead. So, Father, we just thank you for David. Yes, we thank you for bringing him to us. And uh, we thank you for good days ahead. Yes, In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right, Amen. brother. Amen. Bless thank you. you very much. You bet.
Lord, we anoint Martha for this spirit of infirmity that's trying to attack in different places. We stand against it. We rebuke it. Command it. Uh, you say, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. So, Father, we just thank you that God is arising in her. And I've seen you singing, too. You know, sing that song, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. And, uh, Father, we just thank you. When we start doing that, we mount up with wings as eagles. Yes. And we soar over all our issues, all our yes. problems. Yes. And so we thank you that you're going to give her a great testimony in these days. And just I hear the Holy Spirit say that there's a new wave of joy ready to hit mm. you too. Thank and you, so Lord. get ready for it. Thank you, and Lord. Uh, make room for it. It's going to happen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Thank you guys for coming. Love you.